Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Super Highway Live. Uh, it is our July 2017 show and our annual conversation with our poetry contest judges. I'm really excited to be able to have this uh, conversation uh, uh, every year in conjunction with our uh, poetry contest, which started a few weeks ago. Um, entries have been flowing in, and uh, and the judges have been uh, diligently reading and scoring your poems and sending them back. Um, but if you haven't entered yet, this is a really great opportunity uh, for you to hear what the people who will be reading your poems have to say about poetry and uh, and what they're looking for as they're reading your poems. So, um, so take advantage of this. I don't know of any other contest that uh, gives you this kind of access to the judges. Um, also, uh, we'll... Uh, we'll, we'll be uh, talking to them shortly. We'll, you'll have the chance to uh, to hear them read a couple of poems um, and answer specific questions about what they're looking for when they are you when they are uh, reading your poems. So there you go. Um, some information about the contest before we get going. Um, so first of all, this is our 20th annual conference. It's a contest, I should say. It's also the 20th. Anniversary 2017 is the 20th anniversary of the Poetry Superhighway website. Uh, it started out just as uh, uh, oh, I can't think of anything super funny right now. It started out small and then it got bigger, and here we are 20 years later, an entire website uh, uh, that's been going on, publishing two people every week uh, for all this time and all kinds of crazy special projects as well, including this contest. And the cool thing about our contest, I think, is that everyone gets a prize for entering. We've been able to do that every single year um, uh, for uh, for the entire duration of these 20 years um, of the contest, um, thanks to the generosity of many, many sponsors. Um, this year, we, uh, at this point, have 52 different uh, individuals and organizations signed up to this, to sponsor our contest They've uh, tossed in 102 prizes, and uh, what that means is in addition to the people who will actually win the contest, um, because it's it's not just a thing where you enter poems and then everybody wins. No, only three people win, um, and, uh, and, and to be clear, uh, when you pay your $1 entry fee, 100% of that money gets divided up between the three contest winners. I was going to say judges, but that that's not the right thing. <laughs> judges, sorry, uh, you're, you don't get the money this year. Um, so, um, so there you go. So that's that's number one. Um, uh, the the winners get all of the money that's that's entered. So it's a completely not per, for profit contest. I'm not um, I'm not retiring on extra money I get from from running this contest. Um, that's for sure. Um, but um, if you enter the contest and you don't happen to win. Uh, because of the generosity of these many, many sponsors, what's going to happen is you're going to get something just for entering. Um, and as I mentioned, so far we've got 102 prizes. Some of them are physical books. You'll get a physical book in the mail, a book of poetry. It might be a subscription to something. Rattle Magazine uh, um, offered a couple of subscriptions, so that's like a whole year's worth of issues. Um, some are PDF, uh, eBooks, that kind of thing. A couple people have donated services like edit editorial, you know, like an hour of editorial services, um, that kind of thing. So it's it's all stuff that's specifically of interest to poets and writers. So for a dollar per poem entry fee, um, and for that matter, you know, it, you might just enter one poem for one dollar. You're you're definitely going to get something for. Um, for entering. So so there you go. Um, and just to be clear, uh, today isn't an open reading, so um, people should only call in if they have questions for our judges who are going to put on the line in just just a second. So if you're if you're in the queue and you're not one of our contest judges, uh, you're wasting all of our time. Um, unless you have a question for the contest judges. So if I if I put you on the air and I find out that's not you, I'm going to hang up on you. You don't want that. 
So be a contest judge. Unless you have a, a question uh, for them, of course, you can call in as, uh, and ask that um, if you'd like. Um, but we will return to our regular format next month in case you were excited about reading a poem on your own. Today, um, our next uh, open reading, the Poetry Superhighway Live open reading, will be next month on Sunday, August 20th, same time, 2 p.m. Pacific, and other times in other time zones, depending on where it is that you live. But I leave it up to you to do the time zone math. Um, all righty. With that in mind, um, our judges this year, and I think we only have one on the line at the moment. Um, I, I just saw an email from Ben. He's uh, he's overseas in the United Kingdom. Um, it's the first time we've had a judge from from overseas, so that's um, that's pretty cool um, uh, to have someone. We I and mean, we've had Canada. You know, that's that's a whole other country. Uh, but but it ain't it ain't you don't have to cross an ocean to get to Canada. That is if you live in the United States. Ben right now is listening and thinking, yeah, but I have to cross an ocean to get to Canada. Um, you don't have to go right now though, Ben. Ben, I hope you figure out a way to get in. Um, but we do have two judges on the line. We have um, Joe Angela Edwins from Florence, South Carolina. Hi, Joe Angela. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Um, Angela uh, won second place in last year's contest, and she's from Florence, South Carolina. Glad to have you with us, Joangela. And also, I believe, oh, yeah, JP, did you just make it in? No, you were in yep, for a I'm second. Oh. oh, you're here. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Yep, can you hear me? Um, I can. I can indeed. Can you hear me? I can, yes. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. The system works. Um, cool. JP, uh, 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 oh, wait, maybe I misspoke. Joangela, you you took uh, you were uh, one of the people in third place last year, and JP, you um, were the person who were in second place last year, um, and you were calling from uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Correct me if I I'm am, wrong. I am. Yes, although I'm I'm actually in uh, in Montana, in the middle of nowhere right now. No. Well, I'm amazed that technology is is allowing you to be to be with us, um, Ben. I, I'm not sure how to troubleshoot uh, uh, you you getting in. I know you were having trouble uh, connecting, um, so I'm not sure what to do uh, with you uh, at at the moment. Um, I guess you can you can comment in the chat room um, if if you'd like, and I can uh, relay what it is that you uh, would like to say if you can't connect. I I, I know there's a, a click to talk button or direct connect. I'm actually connected via Skype. So if you have Skype and can load that, I, I'm not 100% sure what the Skype number is to call in, um, and I, I can't look that up right now, uh, but maybe maybe check it out that way, and I'm sorry that you're uh, having trouble. Um, but hello to, to both of you. I'm super glad that you guys are here. Um, all three of our judges this year, Ben, Jimmy, and Joangela, have been um, working so hard and, and really getting getting the scores back to me so quickly. You, you guys are making it so easy for me to, to make sure the contest is uh, – uh, you're not falling behind, and I'm, I'm feeling great about the work that you're doing. So I want to thank you, um, the three of you, so much uh, for what you've done so far. And um, it's and I know there's been days with nothing and days with you know when with 15 entries that have come to you and I promise you it's gonna get in, in particular when we get to the end of the contest there's a, a lot more will come in all at once so you have that insanity to look forward to uh, but thanks for being on top of it so far um, so uh, maybe uh, the two of you can start by just uh, a general introduction um, which can include things like. Um, uh, just tell us about yourself, maybe what you do for a living. If it's not uh, if it's not poetry, and uh, maybe uh, how you how you came to poetry. Um, let's see, uh, Joangela, how about you? Well, I um, I actually teach poetry um, along with a lot of other literature and writing related subjects at a regional university in South Carolina, uh, Francis Marion. Um, we are about 60 miles west of Myrtle Beach, and a lot of our students come from South Carolina, and so they don't have a lot of experience with poetry as it is typically written and published today. So a lot of my uh, work involves uh, introducing folks to the poetry that folks who are calling into your show and reading their poetry or publishing in journals and little magazines and that sort of thing are producing right now. Um, and I came to poetry... Very young, I guess when I was a kid, I stumbled on poetry in, in books and encyclopedias and just fell in love with it and 
started writing poems and sending them to the local newspaper that would publish little bits of, of poetry or short stories or even drawings that kids in the area did. And I was lucky enough to get published through them and kind of got hooked on the idea of, of sharing uh, poetry to others. And so that's what led me to this. That's fantastic. Um, sounds like you. It, it, first of all, you, you probably already have the envy of uh, every poet um, in that you um, uh, you're, you're basically making a living as a poet, um, uh, uh, and you know, in particular through teaching and all of that. And and so it's it's so cool to to meet and know someone who um, is engaged in the art um, uh, basically all the time. You know, um, so many of us as as artists. Um, of any kind, you know, ha- have to have jobs that aren't necessarily, uh, uh, you know, that don't necessarily have anything to do with the art that we love. So, um, congrats on reaching that point in your life, and um, and so glad to have you with us today. Yeah, I'm lucky in that regard. I'm I'm very happy with my job and the work that I do and the poetry that I see kids starting to write that they never thought they could. So that is a blessing. It's gratifying. You know, it's uh, it's it's too often too early in life that kids get told that they they can't do something or that they're not good at something. I, I do music in different settings with with kids, and you know, you know, it, it, very often you, you you come across an adult who says, "Oh, well, I I can't sing, and I knew that from an early age, so I didn't bother." You know, uh, but these kids don't know that, and if you don't tell them uh, that they can't do something, well, suddenly they can and they do. So. Um, very very cool, um, JP. How about you? Give us uh, give us a little bit about you. Yeah, you know, um, I think like like Joe Angela, I also um, am fortunate to to be able to um, have very little separation between sort of the art and and life. Um, I'm currently working on my PhD at the University of Utah right now, um, and before that, I had done my MFA and taught at uh, Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. Um, so I've pretty much been been living the poetry life for um, the last five or so years. Um, and I mean, I think, you know, also like, uh, like Joe Angel, I, I, you know, as, as an early child, um, you know, I, I think that my, my mom in particular s- stressed that, uh, that poetry was as good as any children's book. Um, she herself had, had wanted to been, wanted to be a poet and became a lawyer instead. Um, so she she often when we were kids would would read Frost to us, um, you know, alongside Goodnight Moon and things like that. Um, so I think in some ways it sort of uh, was maybe I, it was either indoctrinated into me from an, from an early age or in my bones from the beginning. Um, but yeah, I've I've been able to um, at the very least subsist uh, on it for the the last several years. So. No complaints there. That's great. Um, very cool. I'm glad glad to hear all that. And 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 it sounds like you you had a good mom who uh, uh, who brought you up right. You know. Um, so so well done to all of that. Well, great. Um, Ben's Ben's still having trouble uh, uh, getting in. Um, I guess uh, this is the. This is the oppression of of living uh, across the ocean um, and and uh, and not being able to connect directly or or call. But um, but hopefully he'll be able to. Uh, uh, he's in the chat room, so maybe he can he can type some stuff and and I can I can relay it. Um, but Ben, I'm thanks for trying. I'm glad that you're at least listening and and uh, and uh, and glad to have have you with us. Um, so what else can can I ask you guys? So um, you uh, both entered last year's contest, um, and so I'm wondering about your experience in contests in in general. Do you enter many contests? Um, was there anything uh, particular, unique, or different about your experience in the Poetry Superhighway contest? And do you remember? Um, uh, well, you guys uh, were winners of the contest, so you probably know exactly what you won because it was a cash prize. Uh, but if you'd entered in the past, did, did you get uh, did you get anything different or special that you remember? Um, let's just uh, be fair, and we'll switch order here. Um, uh, JP, how about you? Yeah, you know, um, last year was the I was the first time I uh, had entered and, and heard of the contest. I um, mean, really, I think what was most 
compelling for me um, about the the guidelines were was the sort of model um, that really seemed to to support the artists themselves to me. You know, um, I do enter a, a good number of contests, and often, um, you know, from the the, the more well known journals and presses, um, and you know, often come up short. Um, but you know, of, of course, I always feel even kind of worse about it, knowing that. Um, a good percentage of my submission fee went to uh, the journal itself um, and not the authors, you know. Um, so I, I really am pretty enamored um, with the model that you've worked out here, Rick. Um, it just seems like it's it's really, you know, in the interest of literary citizenship um, to me, you know. Um, so that's what won me over, and here I am. Yay. I won you over. All right, I've got one in my column. Um <laughs> So that yeah, I mean you kind of are, are uh, uh, keying into the main philosophy of the Poetry Superhighway website, which is to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible, and uh, try to be as as egalitarian um, uh, in in that uh, in in all the stuff that we do, so everyone feels that they they can participate in in some way, um, and uh, you know I, I guess there's sort of a, a, a uh, it, it's not that we publish everything that we get in, you know. That we certainly, you know, uh, have 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 we review material and we select material and 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 as contest winners, um, you know, you were chosen by judges from, you know, eight hundred other poem entries that that came in. I don't mean to scare you with that number. I know there's only been eighty so far. Um, we had over over eight hundred uh, come in last year. Um, and, you know, uh, but but at least everyone feels that they they get to participate in in some way. I mean, and I've always felt that you know that my philosophy with with poetry, or with being an artist really, uh, comes from the movie Throw Mama from the Train. Um, and uh, when uh, 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 Billy Crystal, he's a he's a writing teacher, and Danny DeVito's in his class, and it's very early on in the movie, DeVito comes up to him after class and says, "How do you know?" If you're if you're a writer and and uh, and Billy Crystal says, well, if you're a writer, you write. A writer writes. That's it. <laughs> so that's that's where my philosophy comes from. Once you engage in the art, you you are an artist of that type, you know. And that is um, that's that's my standard for what is art. Now that doesn't mean that you're necessarily very good or you can't get better or you don't need to do a lot of work to to get better, um but you've taken I think the most important initial step. So and that that's the philosophy behind what what you were talking about there. Joangelo, what about you? Um your your experience in last year's contest. Um well, uh, I enter a decent amount of contests, not um what I would consider a large number. I don't usually have grand expectations, and I have to agree with JP that I really am impressed with your model. That the the what the money you bring in goes to the writers, and that every writer gets something for that effort because it's not easy to send your work out there, particularly when you're fairly fresh to the experience of trying to get published. Um, and so I think that's an excellent motivation. I read an interview with a poet whose name I now forget, I, I've, I am afraid, but recently, few, few, maybe two months or so ago, I read an interview with a poet where he basically said that um, any act of imagination um, right now is an important act to take in our world, and I think that's absolutely true, and any kind of contest that motivates that, and yours certainly does, I think is, is a very worthy contest to have. Um, I, I guess I remember last year um, sending my stuff in, as I do with every contest, and not expecting uh, a lot from from it, and then listening to the broadcast when you were announcing the winners, and and as it went on, I was thinking, well, I don't have a shot because some folks who were reading, you know, who had gotten 10th place or 7th place or whatever, you know, were reading wonderful stuff, calling in and reading wonderful stuff. I thought, well, you know, I didn't expect to, to win, but, you know, maybe I'll get a nice book in the mail out of this. And then you got the second place, and you said from Florence, South Carolina, and I screamed so loud that my cats ran into the other room because it was <laughs> so exciting to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a fun. I mean, that's another thing you don't often hear in real time 
um, in a podcast that you've gotten something, and, and most of the time you get an email, and that's fun in, in and of itself when you win. But but that was even more fun, so I, I was really excited about that. Well, it's never our goal to frighten cats. I just want to be clear on that. Uh, I know we were talking earlier, you've got five cats over there. We've got five over here. Like, I run everything I do on the Poetry Super Highway by them because I just need to make sure that it's yes. all cat-approved. Um, but uh, um, but good. Um, yeah. I'm doing my yeah, best well, to, to prove the cliche that, that if, you're any, if you're a woman and you're a poet, then you must, you know, also be a crazy cat lady. So... <laughs> It's it's interesting. We, um, my wife and I were explaining the situation with our cats uh, to someone a couple of days ago, and 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 uh, they looked at my wife and go, "You're the crazy cat lady." Um, and she looked at me, "No, he's the crazy cat man." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it counts if you also have a spouse, you know, because then it's it, it diffuses the idea that you only have these. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, there was something more relevant I was going to say, but I, now I've got on this cat tangent and I've forgotten about it. But uh, it, cats always interrupt anything on the internet. They do. It's a problem. Um, oh, I remember you were talking about how you were listening to poems that you perceived to be really wonderful that yours had no no shot at at winning, and then suddenly you won second place. Mm-hmm. And I can I can tell you it's uh, um, this is why we have three judges, and all three of you. Um, and I can tell you this from having looked at your scores, um, you know, have a very different sensibility about what poems that you like and don't like. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there there are, uh, you know, a couple poems that have come back where one or two of you have scored them extremely high and, and someone else scored it extremely low. So it's, uh, this, mm-hmm. is, this is the idea behind the, you know, the broad sensibility, you know, and, and, and I, and I, and I guess really just how all art is kind of subjective, you know. There was mm-hmm. there was someone who asked, uh, someone shared my announcement of the of the contest in a in another Facebook thing and uh, a group, and someone someone commented and said, "Well, I'd, I I kind of want to enter, but isn't it true that just it's just friends of the judges who always win these contests?" And I had to you know jump in there and say, "Well, that it's it's not really possible because the judges don't know who's mm-hmm. entered the contest and and uh, the Blindly, and so and 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 the judges don't know each other as well. So you know the odds of all of them making specific friends that they all know is is pretty slim. So um, so there you go. All right. Well, uh, glad to know you guys. Ben is still having a little trouble getting in, but uh, is still invited to uh, to type stuff into the chat room, which I will relay. If any of you who are listening and thanks for tuning in to Poetry Superhighway Live, our special. Conversation with our 2017 Poetry Contest judges. If you have a, a question that you would like to directly ask our judges about uh, uh, about uh, about anything related to to poetry um, in the context of you entering the contest, or even a question for me about uh, the guidelines or anything uh, of that nature, feel free to call in. The number is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Um, all right. Um, so the next question I have for you guys um, is will be in in conjunction with uh, I asked you both to to prepare a uh, a couple of poems to read. One by um, one of your your favorite poets, and one by uh, yourself. And so I'm hoping that uh, l- let's start with the the poem by the the other poet that you selected. So if you could tell us. Maybe just give a couple examples of, of, of who some of your favorite poets are, um, whether anyone's heard of them or not. Um, read the poem that you selected by by the poet who's not you, and let us know why you chose that particular one. Um, Joangela, would you go first this time? Uh, sure. Um, I have more favorite poets than I would have time to name. Um, I love Ada Limone stuff. Um I, I really love um, Kay Ryan stuff. She's a, a big influence on a lot of the, the material I've been writing the last few years. Um, Lucille Clifton, um, Jane Kenyon, Mark Doty, uh, Patricia Smith, lots of wonderful poets, that, some of whom I've been lucky enough to meet. Um, but the number you have dialed has not been recognized. Please try again. Are you still there? Uh, yeah, I sure, sure am. Yeah, okay. Um, 
I thought I would read a poem that by another favorite poem of mine who I actually happen to personally know. Um, she and I were at the University of Tennessee together some years ago and um, and shared an office. And she just this year published her first collection. She won a prize with Alice James Books and, and published her first collection. Her name is Kristen Robertson, and the collection is Surgical Wing, and I was just blown away by what she did. I got it in the mail, and she's a friend of mine, and if she hadn't been a friend of mine, I'd have been like, whoa, I found a favorite poet. Um, and so I thought I'd read one of hers. It's, it's a rather sad poem. Uh, it's called Driving to My Friend's House to Assist Her Suicide. The two of us have a plan and a mixtape from fifth grade. The year we hid marbles under our tongues. Mine clear and galaxy-centered, hers always like a cloud neither of us could see through. She's terminal as waterfalls or runaway trains and doesn't live in Oregon, a death-with-dignity state, snowy with aspens, ticker tape petals everywhere. It's all over. Celebrate now. So I'm to push play and scoop her pills into souvenir teaspoons. She says we can't touch like two birds perched on this live wire. They would arrest me, she says, ask how I did it. Maybe they'd ask if I rested her sandpiper neck in my palm, her serif spine over my knee. Ask me if I looked at her as a herd looks back at the bitten, the flailing, the already gone. Ask me if I sang along with a wider shade of pale and somewhere in the middle, after turned cartwheels and before her face at first just ghostly, if I hid under her tongue a cluster of stars. Hmm. <clears throat> Very nice. Tell me the name of the poet one more time. Oh, okay. Let me grab it right back. I've... Um, the end of, of her poems are always pretty astonishing, um, which is one of the things that I adore in poetry is is uh, a tip for those sending in their poems is, is a good landing. But the, la- the last of it is, ask me if I sang along with a wider shade of pale and somewhere in the middle after turned cartwheels and before her face at first just ghostly, if I hid under her tongue a cluster of stars. Wonderful. I, my my actual question was, can you tell us the name of the poet one more time? Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize <laughs> okay. for that. I thought you said, did, no did problem. you hear the end of the poem again? Her name is Kristen Robertson. Kristen Robertson. It's a lovely poem. And it I, is. I see there's some, something about a, 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 a the whole poem is great, but, uh, you know, it's if, if, if it doesn't end well uh, – you know, or, or let's put it in a more positive way. If you have a really stunning ending for a poem, uh, it, it has the potential to make up for anything that came came earlier. You know, if, it, if the, yeah. where you're left at the end of the poem uh, certainly uh, is has a lot of power. Um, JP, what about you? What what, did, what have you got for us? Yeah, um, so I have. You know, uh, I, I, I would hope that my my own personal influences have been. Um, relatively varied um uh to to read you all i i picked one of my favorite poems um from R- richard wilbur um called the, the beautiful changes uh, i would say wilbur is certainly one um that i would i would hold up um as a, an, ex- an exemplar of, of writing in uh a sort of contemporary um form um you know others that i think would uh I would count among influences or of course, um, you know, Wilbur and Bishop and, um, Philip Larkin and Auden, um, Adrian Rich. Um, so some of the, the, you know, post post-war, um, folks, but, um, so again, this is the, the beautiful changes by Richard Wilbur. One waiting a fall meadow finds on all sides, the Queen Anne's lace, lying like lilies on water. It glides so from the walker. It turns dry, dry grass to a lake as the slightest shade of you 
valleys my mind in fabulous blue lucernes. The beautiful changes as a forest is changed by a chameleon's tuning his skin to it. As a mantis, arranged on a green leaf, grows into it, makes the leaf leafier, and proves any greenness is deeper than anyone knows. Your hands hold roses always in a way that says they are not only yours. The beautiful changes in such kind ways, wishing ever to sunder things and things selves for a second finding, to lose for a moment all that it touches back to wonder. So that's the beautiful nice changes by Richard Wilbur. Great, um, great poem. Thank you for reading it. Um, nice, nice reading of it as, as well. Um, it actually, it leads me to a, a question that I uh, uh, think about sometimes. Uh, both of you read the poems nicely. I'm wondering if if you if either of you participate in um, in person readings much, and if you find that your receiving of a poem. Or maybe even your reading of a poem, if you participate by by uh, reading your work, um, um, affects uh, your appreciation of the poem that that you hear versus reading it on a page. Do you find the experience different um, in in an enjoyment of a poem that hearing it out loud from someone versus versus reading it on a page or, or in an e- email or something like that? Uh, what do you think, JP? Uh, I mean, absolutely. You know. Um, I think that it, it certainly took me a long time to train myself to read everything out loud. Um, you know, both both my own work and work that I've encountered in the wild. Um, it's I think it's just so easy to to skip over the meter and and you know not not hear the meter, not hear the internal rhyme and um, all of those other fun uh, sonic devices that, that kind of you know, especially in the hands of a of a um, a good poet um, who believes in subtlety. You know, those things tend to um, tend to be pretty well covered uh, in the middle of lines and things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that that certainly um, reading everything aloud is is important for me. Um, and likewise, I mean, I I do uh, both through the university and in in other capacities um give a good number of readings myself and attend quite a few um mm. and i you know i found that it it is it's a sort of um vital and often forgotten uh partner to the to the page um you know i, I know that the one of the definitions of a lyric poem is um the poem that is uh it is overheard um and you know that that definition in and of itself implies that um, the poem is meant to be read aloud. You know, it's a composition for the human voice. Um, I, I think it's it's certainly important. So, yeah, I mean, and it, of course, it used to be the primary way that that poetry was transmitted as well. Um, so, uh, so that makes a lot of sense. Jo- Joangela, do you have any any comments on that? Hearing a poem versus reading it. Uh, absolutely, I agree with JP. I think that, in particular, a lot of the sonic devices that poets use, particularly now in an era when a lot of poets are not using um, traditional forms or in rhyme, um, you've got internal rhyme, you've got alliteration, you've got wordplay that sometimes the eye will miss, um, but the ear will catch. And I've discovered, too, one of the things that always fascinates me when I teach poetry classes to undergrads is sometimes they'll turn in a poem and I will read it, and I will have a less enthusiastic response to the poem they've given me than I will when they read it out loud in class, which ultimately they always end up doing. And it occurs to me that very thing that JP was mentioning, that that a lot of times we forget that poetry was originally meant to be an oral art. Um, And even those of us who teach it and remind students of that, we can forget that sometimes because we're so caught up with having to read things quickly on the page. Um, 
And I also have noticed because I I lead a um, an open mic poetry reading in the town where I live once a month that mm. a lot of times those the community members who write poetry um, they don't read a lot of of poetry in journals or even necessarily in books or if they do they read the same poets over and over again they get up and they read out loud and they realize that there are lines in their poems that sound much better than they realized before they stood up to read or that they need to work on. And they'll stumble over it when they read and they realize, oh, I need to work on that. And I think that's something that most of us who read poetry pretty regularly experience. But someone who doesn't read it that often out loud, when they discover that, they see, oh, my goodness, the sound has an impact. It ends up causing them to be interested in, in exploring sound in other ways in what they write and maybe even reading other poets who use sound in different ways, which is always a good thing for more cross-pollinization. Yeah, I've always thought that reading your poems at an open mic was one of the best self-teaching tools uh, that, that you could uh, use as as a as a poet because just as what you just because of exactly what you said uh, you'll you'll hear lines that that work uh, really well and not only because of the way that you can easily read them uh, but but perhaps because of the audience's reaction to them right um, uh, and conversely uh, you know something that you you expected a reaction that gets no reaction you know might have you read right. that particular line or you know, you'll you'll be stumbling over something and realizing it's not as 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 clear as it could be, as good as it could be. Um, so I, that's that's not a hardened set rule, of course. I, I recall um, I've been I've had the awkward experience of being at open mics uh, and having other people, for for reasons I have no explanation for, get up and choose to read one of my poems, and uh, oh, and, cool. and they. You know, and it's it's. I used to host a reading every week, so I, you know, I was in front of audience an audience uh, almost 21 years at this one uh, coffee house in here in the San Fernando Valley, and so, you know, I'd been doing it for a long time. So someone might come back and say, I I wanted to be here, and I'm reading this poem by Rick Lupert, our host, and and uh, and they'd get a line wrong. You know, I mean, they'd read they'd read the words correctly, but it wasn't you know intonated the way I would have and then I had to go back well wait a minute did did they just not get it or, or you know and I, I had to relook at stuff so it it is important um and an interesting thing to think about in the context of this contest I suppose when when uh you're only getting the poems uh you know on quote paper uh as they're as they're emailed to you um Perhaps just something more interesting for the person sending them in that that maybe they should speak them out out loud as well. Um, we I do have a, a couple comments from Ben who's typed some stuff into the uh, chat room uh, um, after listening to some of the questions so far. He says uh, he wants to reiter- reiterate how much he likes the egalitarian format of the contest and how accessible it makes poetry to a wide range of people. Thanks, Ben. In terms of influences. He says the usual array of beat poets being a duly <laughs> claims to be a duly aspiring radical. Um, I hope you get there, Ben. Um, and uh, but also a variety of British poets, including Ted Hughes and Tony Harrison. And if you um, if you're listening to the show, if you go into the chat room, um, Ben posted a a link to a PDF of a poem by Tony Harrison uh, called "Them and Us." Uh, which is in brackets uh, the letter the letters U Z um, and um, he does give the disclaimer apologies if it's a little tricky to read it's fairly specifically English um, so already Ben is uh, planting his his flag you know Ben the the revolution was was a couple hundred years ago where we have to get past this I just want to. I just want to say I thought we were in we were we were in good shape here, uh, but I'm not going to attempt to read this particular poem for you, but just for the reasons that you said. There's a lot of uh, interesting spellings and and language for it, but uh, but I encourage anyone uh, to check out the chat room, click on the link to the PDF, and you'll see this uh, you'll see this poem there. Um, and thank you, Ben, for typing all that stuff. Feel free to uh, to keep typing stuff, and I will I will relay it. Um, so. 
Uh, let's see, folks. We've got about 20 minutes left in the show. If anyone is listening would like to ask a question to our judges about the contest or to me, feel free to call in. The number is 646-716-7362. So far, uh, we you have been sent, I think, 82 poems, right, right, right in the 80 range, um, all of which you've gotten back to me. Thank you guys very much. Um, and uh, that we have a bunch more poems that that I have that you haven't been sent yet because I haven't received a payment. Of course, my my um, cue to send poems to the judges is the receipt of the of the payment. And um, so there's there's a big you know sometimes people don't pay and they their poems don't go out. But there's a there's a queue of poems that you haven't received yet as that result. So just be aware of that. Um, build a sturdy pillow for it if you need to shield yourself from the incoming. Um, I'm wondering if you have any comments um, on the on the entries that you've received so far. Uh, general comments. Yeah, that's that's well, let's leave it general like that. Do you have any comments on what you've received so far? Uh, uh, Joangela, I think it's your turn to start. Again, similar to, to my reaction when I was um, hearing some of the poems read last year when I was listening in to the results show, um, I've come across several that I just was completely blown away by and had to read a few times and couldn't help but think, gee, I'm glad they didn't enter last year because I wouldn't have stood a chance. Um, it's it's just very and, – and the range, it's fascinating, too, that both in terms of what has apparently inspired the poet to write, um, what their subjects are, but also the, 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 the way they're playing with language um, – the the structures some of them are choosing um it's it's just really an interest and it's always interesting to try to figure out particularly when we get large batches like 12 or 15 poems in one email to try to figure out who you know who amongst these wrote which of these poems were possibly written by the same poet because you kind of get an ear for the voice of certain poets and and you can't help but wonder that a bit. So it's it's been a really interesting experience. I've never judged a large national contest before, and I would highly recommend anybody who gets an opportunity to do so, do so, because it also affects how you look at your own poetry, which is interesting. Yeah, of course. So you're 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 reading the poems, I, I guess, from your own sensibility. I'll have a question on that later, I suppose, as well. Um, but. Um, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you've enjoyed a lot of, uh, of the stuff that has come in as well. I, I think in my initial invitation to, to you guys to in, invite the contest, there's there's kind of the warning that you may come to hate poetry at the at the end of this because I, I can only imagine um, that there are poems that you really don't enjoy. And and as the contest goes on and as more and more people enter, you know, both of these categories I think will be fleshed out pretty. Pretty significantly, but um, um, but I, I'm at least uh, you know it. There should be some enjoyment for you in this, and uh, and and I'm glad to hear that that's that's the case. Um, JP, what about you? Anything to say on what you've seen so far? Yeah, you know, I mean, just uh, likewise, I've I've been both impressed and astounded by the range, um, both both in terms of um, forms or lack thereof, uh, as well as subject matters. You know, um, I, I there's been you know, uh, interrogations of mental illness. There's been, um, you know, first love poems. And I mean, it's sort of, uh, has really, really run the gambit. Um, you know, I, I've, one thing that I have noticed, especially, you know, I, I work, um, on the journal, uh, quarterly West that we, um, that lives here at Utah. Um, and it's been really interesting for me to see sort of the, um, the other side of the poetry business in a way. Um, you know, so, so many of the submissions that we get for the journal are um, often kind of in the, in the same tone, um, you know, which I, I think is can only be, um, you know, a, a problem of the academy in general. Um, it's, it's been interesting for me to see see poems that I assume are, um, you know, coming from from some of the autodidacts out there. Um, and just sort of the it's a, it's just a feels like fresh language and a fresh take um compared to some of the stuff that I think is coming out of these uh MFA programs and stuff you know so maybe that's a little bit salty I don't know but there you have it <laughs> it's 
it's okay to have your own sensibility and to be to be true to it. Uh, um, do do you find that uh, the the journal that you uh, that you host there tends to be mostly folks who are part of the program there? Uh, well, in terms of who submits. So- no, it, it can't. We actually won't accept submissions from people who are in the pro, in our program. Um, but oh, okay. I think that most of the people that have heard about heard about the journal um, are in some form of academic creative writing program. You know, um, and it just it seems to me like there's a there are certain kind of trends. Um, you know, be it identity politics or um, the, the sorts of ways that images are wrought. Um, that that's have kind of a stuck out to me as being a very, you know, kind of they're kind of smoothed out in some ways. Like the the creative edges um, that I think oftentimes you know even children uh, even children come to poetry with oftentimes kind of get get yeah smoothed smoothed out through through the process of going to school for too long. So <laughs> <laughs> indeed, it ruins us all. Um, cool. Well, good. To, <clears throat> good to hear those the, those comments on on stuff that's come in. Uh, ben Ben has typed some stuff here, which I'll uh, share with you. It says like Joangela, um, he's been amazed by some of the stuff sent in, and he also likes finding the links and recurring themes in poems that seem to be from the same uh, entrant. Um, and he's finding most interesting is being able to give high scores to the kind of poetry that he doubts he'd ever see in mainstream poetry mags. So that's, um, that's a good, uh, that's a good insight to, uh, for folks who are entering, who might not feel part of, uh, of, excuse my words carefully here. Uh, so I don't offend the everyone. Um, <laughs> um, you know, what, whatever lines that are drawn, I guess, uh, by other people, <laughs> not me, of course, if you feel that you're on one side of those lines, um, maybe Ben's comment is is encouraging to you on that particular side mm-hmm. of, of 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 that that line. I think it just goes to show that we have we have a, a wide variety of sensibilities and experiences here uh, uh, as uh, in our in our uh, judging roster. So 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 glad glad to hear that. Just a, you know, both of you kind of mentioned, and I think Ben has sort of alluded to it as well. And what he just typed the this idea of trying to find the links between you know recognizing a voice and not knowing whether poems that you're receiving are by are by the same people or different people, um, and that's that's really a an artifact of the fact that the that the that I, a I don't reveal that information to you, um, and b that the poems are are being sent to the judges. This is for for folks listening or considering entering. Uh, blindly, and they really—it's—it's it's a once-a-day process. Assuming I have new entries and new entry fees in, um, I send to—I uh, send to you guys all of the poems that I've received that day that that have uh, payments that accompany them. So that could be one poet who sent in ten poems, or it could be five poets who've sent in—you know—one to three poems each. You know, and. and uh, uh, so, uh, so you, so you don't know, and 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 you might recognize similarity in styles, and 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 it might be a coincidence that there's a similarity in styles or type of voice as well in a in the same batch. And so I, I just I say that not not to give the three of you uh, any particular information, but uh, but more uh, so uh, to be encouraging to the people who are considering entering the contest that it really is um, blindly. Judged uh, the the people who are reading your poems have no idea who you are and 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 your poems may be mixed in with with other poems and they're really being read on on their own terms without any additional information. A few people have asked. I guess I I, I haven't been particularly clear on this in the guidelines about whether uh, whether previously published poems are uh, are accepted. And of course we do accept previously published poems as entries to the contest though with with this caveat that I don't know that I formally communicated to to you guys or posted anywhere but uh let it be known now that if if any of the three of you recognize a poem for somewhere and feel that um as a result of that it it might unfairly sway your score in either direction up or down 
um, you are free to kick that poem back and say, I can't do this one because it's I I recognize it from, from somewhere else, and uh, that poem won't be a part of the contest. So uh, feel empowered with that knowledge uh, uh, <clears throat> if you come across a poem that you recognize. Um, all right, so again, the number to call in if anyone would like to is 646-716-7362. Um, let's get into some, some nitty-gritty uh, here, and I'm wondering if, if you guys can comment on... Um, like, like specifically, um, what you're looking for when you're reading the contest entries, um, uh, in, in both, both in general, what you're looking for, and anything that might contribute to, to scores going up and down, um, in terms of um, mechanics or what would, or, or spelling or punctuation errors, something that that might have a dramatic effect on a score, or is it something that you might overlook? Um, but for, I guess, primarily, what you're looking for when you when you read these read these poems, um, JP, is it your turn to go first? I think it is. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The, I couldn't keep track of it, but um, yeah, you know, for Neither me, I think uh, um, in terms of you know the first thing that I'm always looking for, um, and which is you know in general, I think something that um, poetry is really the only thing they can do um, in terms of the literary arts. Um, you know, I think the the best poems are are ones that um, make the familiar unfamiliar, or make the unfamiliar familiar. You know, um, mm. and that's that's always sort of the first thing I'm looking for. Is this a poem that's about a, a familiar subject, but that is somehow estranged it in such a way um, that it's completely unrecognizable to me? Um, and then, you know, vice versa. Is is it something that I've never heard of, but feel like I feel like I know the ins and outs of, um, in terms of, uh, mechanics, you know, I mean, I do, um, I am, I would consider myself to be a relatively formalist poet, um, which is, I think in some ways in reading these entries, a little bit of a double-edged sword, um, which is to say that on the one hand, I, I think there's, you know, there's nothing that really, excites me more than a really a really well done formal poem um whereas on the other hand i uh i probably am a little more um nitpicky about about certain things um you know what what types of rhymes there are and um little metrical variations that um kind of get under my skin a little bit um you know and then i, I think likewise in terms of a, a free verse poem um you know without without meter and rhyme that i think it, it means that there's so much more weight uh placed both on on the image and on the line break um so that's the first thing i'm going to look for in a in a free verse poem is are you know am i seeing dynamic and reciprocal line breaks um you know are the are the themes of the poem showing um in such a way that bothers me or are they showing in such a way that um that that excites me you know um does all that make sense? <laughs> uh, it sure does. Yeah, I think you covered a lot of really good things there. I'm pretty, you know, it's it's interesting. A lot of folks who um, wouldn't consider the, themselves formalist poets and who really, who might, uh, uh, well, just who choose not to write in form um, for for whatever reason. I, I think there's really great free verse poetry out there. It's, it's my primary uh, method of writing, for that matter. Uh, but there's also an artistry to the way that you form. Um, I think a, a poem on the page, even if it's if it's free verse, and and you know what what is what happens when the line breaks, you know, in terms of for the reader, um, and and it is it is it intentional um, or is it just because you ran out of space on the page, you know, um, it's it's that kind of thought which which goes into the artistry of a poem, which which differentiates, I think, a free verse poem from from just just prose or, or free writing for the, for that that matter. So I think what you said makes good sense and is a really good insight into into, into that for for anyone. Right, and and I, I might actually sort of add to that just that you know I don't see free verse as being not in form um, or not in meter ultimately, right? I mean I think that free verse is just another form, and no matter what we do, um, there's always going to be a rhythm and a meter to any anything in any language. Um, so I'm still looking, you know, for an attention to the sound um, and to the rhythm behind it. 
Right. Ultimately, it's 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 art, you know. And if and what you sh- you're doing should be done uh, artfully, you know, with with artistry. Uh, and and I think that that can make the difference between a good or bad poem that may or may not be in form. If you if you allow me to d- differentiate, for, you know, from free verse and more what people would consider more traditionally a form. Uh, but uh, but I do also appreciate the comment that that free verses it could be a form in itself. Um, ben Ben types. Um, uh, I tend to find myself looking for more personal poetry, but not so sentimental. Um, anything that can deconstruct the standard forms and subject matter of poetry really excites me. And he's typing some more, so we'll get we'll read read more when he types more. Um, Joangela, what about you in terms of the, the real specifics of, A, what you're looking for when you're reading the entries in general uh, that, that may, might make a score go up and down, as, as well as the mechanics and punctuation and all of that? Um, I agree a lot with what JP has said. Um, I tell students all the time uh, on the on the theme of the familiar and the unfamiliar that that a good poem surprises us in a believable way um and and I think that that means exactly what j p is is talking about and that you're making the familiar unfamiliar and the unfamiliar familiar um and I often will say that that a a work of literature particularly a poem because it's so concise and compact that we want to feel something, but we want to learn something, too, um, which touches on the notion of avoiding cliches. I mean, that's one of the things that I emphasize a lot is not just cliche in terms of figures of speech, um, you know, sweating like a horse or whatever. You want to avoid those, of course, but also just avoid the... um, avoid the cliched situation or the cliched ending. Um, and in terms of mechanics for a contest, I do pay attention to things like did they misspell, did they misuse punctuation without it seeming to be intentional for some purpose. Um, if it were just for publishing and I saw one error, I might think, well, any of us, and any of us can have a typo. I've had typos before. But for a contest, I'm kind of expecting folks to have done some really careful proofreading, um, knowing what they're doing with language, because that goes hand-in-hand with what you you and and JP were just talking about with regards to artistry. Um, Poetry depends on sound, and it depends on image, and you've got to have some some intention behind both of those, I think, and if the intention happens to work together magically, then you've got a really good poem. And by magically, I mean that it somehow is fitting together in ways that does surprise us believably, not necessarily that it comes from the sky and that you haven't put some effort into it, because, of course, that's definitely part of it. But um, those are the big things that I think about when I'm trying to assess a poem. That's great. That's really good information. Uh, you're... Your uh, South uh, Carolinian humidity is is shining through with your particular cliche example on the sweating it horse. Is. There, you're right <laughs> by, about by that. The way. Um, we're we're just about out of time. I'm just going to read the last thing uh, Ben wrote here, and then if you guys have maybe 15 seconds of something you want to say, uh, go for it. Uh, ben says, uh, in terms of technicalities, I tend to not mind spelling and grammatical errors, and like poetry that pushes itself away from a more polished. Style, so that's uh, that's a that's a whole other sensibility, um, uh, which I hope folks find encouraging and realizing that there's there's really three different voices and sensibilities reading the poems that come in. I got a minute and a half left, guys. You got you got any final really quick words you you, you want to say, Joangela? You got anything? Um, primarily, just that I think it's wonderful that you're doing this, and I think it's wonderful that folks are submitting, and I hope they continue to submit. We all need to express our voices in artistic ways these days when um, arts are sometimes threatened, and so I think it's a wonderful thing. Awesome. How about you, JP? Yeah, likewise. I mean, I, you know, um, no no doubt this has been a, a tremendous amount of, of work for you to put on every year as well, so um, thank you for that. My pleasure. Um, thank you both for joining me. Thank you, JP uh, Grosser, who, uh, or is it Grasser? 
Uh, just Grasser, yep. <laughs> Grasser, J.P. Grasser uh, from the wilds of nowhere in the middle of Montana. Hope you find your way home. Um, Joangela, thank you uh, so much for calling from South Carolina. Ben, thank you so much for uh, typing stuff in from the United Kingdom. We'll get this technology figured out for for the uh, the announcement show. Um, I really appreciate you guys calling in um, and all the work that you're doing. Enter our contest, folks. Um, all the guidelines are online on the Poetry Superhighway website. Um, our next uh, show will be an open reading on uh, August 20th. Anyone is welcome to call in and read a poem. Um, and I'm, we're all looking forward to seeing who wins the contest. Um, bye. Bye. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Thanks.